Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Donversations. Um, if you're new here, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. Super happy to have you here. So today I have Bob Doyle. He is an author of a couple of books. He also was one of the experts on the movie The Secret about the law of attraction. And I wanted to have him on because, well, A, he talks like Tom Brokaw or Peter Jennings or something. I don't know. He's just very super official professional, but he puts things in a way that make them easy to grasp. Things that seem far-fetched or um, hard to wrap your head around, he gives you attainable information and it makes it easy. So that's why I wanted to have him on. Um, He's all about brain plasticity, rewiring your brain, and creative self-expression. He also plays the ukulele, so, you know, what's not to love? Okay, guys, I hope you love the episode, and here we go! Hey, do you hear me? I do. Thank God, because there was no indication on my end that this was working at all. I'm so sorry for the confusion. I hate the time change stuff. It is one of my pet peeves. Like, I've tried to talk to somebody in Australia before and set up up a time, and it's like calculus. (laughs) No, I know. That's true. And then some places don't play, and yeah. Thanks for thanks for being on. I am like my palms are sweaty. I'm so excited about this. I'm <laughs> totally like, not necessary. No, no, but it's like okay. So I just unloaded my dishwasher, and then I'm going to talk to Bob Doyle. <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> go to the grocery store. It's like what is my life right now? <laughs> okay, so you were on Karen Maloney's podcast back in May. It actually aired on my birthday, and I listened to it. It's not that I never heard of you before, because I don't want you to think that, but. I hadn't actually listened to you, you know, talk at length about the law of attraction, all of that. And, oh my gosh, it's just the way that you talk and the way that you word things is so like practical and user-friendly. And I was just like, I have to talk to this guy. So here we are. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Okay. So, you know, you have a good voice because you were in broadcasting. (laughs) Um, And so that goes without saying, but, um, What made you get out of broadcasting? Uh, I was impatient. The whole reason I went into broadcasting and and do some of the other things I do besides my personal development work is because I'm just, I'm all about creative self-expression. Like if I'm not doing something creative, well, it's not an option. That's what moves me on. So, so radio, I thought, because my dad was in broadcasting and I saw how creative his job was and I knew what was possible. And I thought, well, that's what I'm going to do. So I did seven years of radio. And I think, like I said, I guess it got impatient because I couldn't do all the crazy stuff I wanted to do. And in retrospect, thank God it was not that great. Uh, yeah. But, the, but the idea, but the, the point was, it's like, I'm feeling constricted. I can't, you know, this, this just isn't what I thought it was going to be. And so that's what made me leave. And then it was, that, that's really what began my quest for, okay, well, I've known my whole life I wanted to do this, but now I'm not. So what what do I do? So that began this whole journey for a career that paid me good money, but I could also, you know, do something creative because anything else wasn't an option. I mean, I certainly had done temp work and things like that. And I knew, nope, this is not it. I can't do anything like this. I have to be creative. So you saying that you're impatient, I am very impatient. And that's why I feel like 
it seems so unattainable, this law of attraction stuff. And I'm like, am I making too much out of it? Am I trying to make it something that it isn't? Is it already happening? And I don't realize it. Like, how did you, how did you know that it was quote unquote working when you were doing it? Well, the first, okay. So it, there was something about, I mean, it, for a long time, I did struggle with the concept. I mean, early in my journey, it was like I was reading about it thinking, okay, that sounds good. And I guess I can get it on some level. Everything's energy, whatever. We're all connected. So maybe. Yeah. But there was some, I finally ran across a book and I talk about this all the time, especially back in the days when I was talking about law of attraction mostly. But I found a book called Happy Pocket Full of Money, which really just explained the quantum physics aspect in a way that it connected with me. And I could see that no matter what I was saying on the outside or you know that I wanted and all of that, deep down, I had some very serious beliefs about, about money and success that were you know, the opposite of what I was saying out loud. And that I, my aha moment was that these thoughts are having an impact somehow, you know, that I can't hide them from the universe. And so when I got more focused on what those thoughts were and correcting them and replacing them with other things, that's when I started to, to see you know, things shift. And so I, of course I chalked it up to the law of attraction and all those things, which, which in essence it is, <clears throat> but you know, I think, you know, the whole reason I do what I do now is because there are so many different ideas about the law of attraction. People do get confused about it, but you're, you're, what you said to me is what I hear all the time, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, and I, I realized a few years ago that it's because people are way too focused on the law of attraction and getting it right and not focus enough on who they need to be to attract the things they're trying to attract. Right. And, and so I started to see the whole thing in a whole different way. And, um, so it makes the message much more powerful. Well, and I know a lot of people that um, speak about things like you do, they talk about how our brains were, you know, really open and receptive from zero to seven years old. Is that what we attain to go back to? Or are we supposed to try and be just completely open minded like we were when we were children in order uh, to have things no, happen? I would absolutely not say that. The, the whole <laughs> the whole reason why we have these people with all these this lim these beliefs of limitation is because they were so open they just said yes to all the belief systems that were given to them so if their parents or whoever was around them had limiting beliefs very strong ideas about money okay. whatever it is that lays the foundation so it's not necessarily anything we want to go back to particularly if it's limiting but what we'd like to take advantage of is just how plastic our brain is the ability that we were even able to be programmed in the first place but what we don't what most people do not walk around around realizing is you can reprogram. It's ready to change if you just keep sending it new information. Yeah, I find all that. So the neuroplasticity and stuff like I've read about it in small bits. Um, but like if you want to start the rewiring process, is it repetition? Are you trying like you're learning a language, a new yep. language? Exactly. You just, every day you just keep doing one thing every day, like not trying to change multiple things. Well, I don't know because you know, you're, what we're doing really is changing who we're being and that's going to impact a lot of things. But if we keep our focus on who we're being and not looking for changes in the outside world, that's where most people get it wrong. You know, they're, they're waiting for the universe to change so that they can become this person. It has to be the other way around, you know? So, mm. so repetition, absolutely. And does that sound boring to people and not sexy? Sure. But guess what? This is how you've learned everything. It's why you are where you are, because no consciously or not, you are repeating messages to yourself 
all the time, 24 seven and you're sleeping while you're awake. And if these, and this, this basic foundation of truth. So you're con- if you have limiting beliefs, if you're stuck, whatever those thoughts are that are keeping you there, they are, they are happening. Even if they're not coming out of your mouth, they're repeating ridiculous amounts of like, you can't even count. It's all always going. So of course, to overwrite that, it takes repetition. We have to, we have to see those thoughts. We have to acknowledge that they're happening on autopilot and come up with something that's way more appealing, way more empowering. It's going to move us closer to who we want to be. And then we start the process of consistently catching and replacing those thoughts. I know it sounds laborious, but that's because we're being intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Most of us just rewire automatically, just, you know, in response to life situations, no real conscious control. We're not asking our brains to change in any significant way. We're just kind of, yes, we have this general idea that we want things to get better, but, you know, we're still focused on what is, and that just slows us down. Is it the same thing as dressing for the job you want? I think it is like that. There's a, I, in, in the program I have, I have a, there's a lot of videos in there. Everybody gets a video every day because we keep them in the conversation. They're short little videos. And one of them is the difference between that whole acting as if yeah. I like to call it being as if, because if you, if you have it in your mind that you're pretending, that's a real conversation. That's real wiring. That is going to have an impact. Oh, I'm faking this. Right. Okay. That's just going to slow the thing down being as if means I'm already that. And I'm just, I'm just being it. This whole conversation of faking it. That's just an old, that's a construct. You get to be whoever you want to be whenever you want to be it. The world be damned. They're going to adjust. You know, they're going to be like, Hey, what's this new thing? And you'll deal with that. But if you have a decision that who you've been being is not the version you want to be, you can at any time redefine that and just start being it, start taking the action. And you're going to go through the process of discomfort and wow, this is new and all of that. But that's how you learn everything. You mentioned a language. When you start learning a new language, you make a ton of mistakes. It takes forever. You want to quit sometimes, just like everything else. So this mm-hmm. is real. It's not, we're not asking anybody to do anything abnormal, but it is significant. But I do acknowledge, and the reason I have a support system in place in the first place is because it is very challenging to go against decades of our automatic wiring because that is our truth. It's how we see the world. We're not thinking that we're making meaning and we're interpreting. It just is. And so to shine a light on that, that the fact that that's not really true, it's your interpretation. And even though you've had it for years, other people have different interpretations, act differently as a result and get different results in your life. So whose truth is the real one? It, yeah. There is, there isn't a real one. So you start questioning your beliefs. Is that where a good place? The to disempowering start? ones. Yeah. The ones that slow you down and make you doubt yourself. Those are the ones, you know, because you get to create only positive ones if you want to. So, yeah, you don't want to question the good ones. You want them to stay right where they are or grow better. But if, they, yeah. if you have any conversation about why you can't do, be or have something that is based on faulty wiring. And there is always something you can do to change that. It may take, it's going to, but it's going to take a series of actions being, being uh, done by a different version of you. Gosh, it's so hard to wrap your mind around. Like I'm okay. Say I'm really poor. (laughs) How do I act like I'm not? How do I feel like I'm not? It's an inter. Oh, say it's an interpretation. If if and I've, if if I was talking with a person in this situation, I would ask them specifically. You know, what are the things that make you feel triggered in that way? Oh, it's the bills. It's the fact that I don't have this money. So so now I just it, now it does take 
using your imagination. That's the beauty of the brain okay. is it's an imagination okay. machine. And it's going to be difficult at first. And that's why it requires coaching for some people. But if, if I was to say to a person in that situation, imagine that you had, you know, that, that you had all the money or whatever, what would that feel like? What would that feel like? Okay. And then now the, the thing is, it's not you today who I mm. want you to be imagining having that money. Uh, it's the future you for whom this money is easy. So it requires them to stretch their imagination and tap back into their dreams and their sense of passion. What is it that was calling to them? Who did they want to be? What did they want to do? They may have long disconnected from that, right? But let's yeah. tap back into that. Let's create a vision. And it might be emotional for them to do all that. It is a freaking journey. Right. To go so, against the wiring. Right. But if you can just, you know, that's what the coaching is for is just to assure them, look, it's just, it's just wiring. It's okay. Let's create this other thing. So we have, we have to get a person like that to inspire themselves. That's the first thing we have to have them looking at something else besides what's going on with their money. Because, right. you know, because nothing is going to change if they keep being that person. So we have to allow them to start dreaming and creating a different version of them that would be more abundant, would have the things they want. And imagine what is that person doing every day that is creating this life? So it's like people have slowly closed themselves off to potential of anything else. And so they have to start tearing down those walls, having an imagination to open themselves up for possibility. Right. There's so much that blocks people from allowing themselves to even dream. But mostly when he comes right down to it, it's because they don't believe it's possible. So why would I torture myself with these dreams, daydreaming? I need to be making a living and all that other stuff. I just yeah. did a video yesterday about three different types of dreamers. There's the sad dreamer who's like the one, wow, it sure would be great if, you know, if I could have that boat and yeah. go out on the sea. Right. That's, <laughs> that's never going to get them into action. And then there's the one who's like, plays this big game. Like, yeah, when I get that boat and I'm out there on that ocean and I'm fishing and I'm catching, but those are the, they're, they're, they're not genuine. They don't really believe it'll happen, but they just know they should talk like that. And they like to dream that they're just a dreamer who isn't really going to take the action to be that person. They just like to dream it. And then there's the other one that says, I'm the person with the boat on the ocean, so on. And, and then they just, they start to make meaning out of life at like that person might they and again they're not going to know all the answers right they're, they're not going to get it right the first time because they're not that person but they can choose one trait of this future version of you that they know that that person would have that they don't currently maybe it's getting enough sleep maybe you know self-care in general being more punctual something some trait and then you start by taking on that trait to the best of your ability yeah. and that begins the process do you deal with a lot of cynics? Do you deal with a lot of people that are skeptical and want to change, but they don't want to do anything to make it happen? Well, I think, yes, absolutely. Be well, I don't want to say a lot, but I definitely deal with them, especially coming from the law of attraction conversation. A lot of them have, you know, they learned about it as, like it's a magic trick. And all they have to do is just the visualization part. That is an essential thing. In, in our conversation, in the neuroplasticity conversation, that's not a woo-woo thing. That's our brain doing what it's supposed to do. But where, where they stop is waiting for the universe just to assemble the atoms and bring it to them. And they haven't had to do or be anything different, right? That doesn't work. And, and, and that's, that's just not, there's no logic in that. We 
are not separate from the universe. We are the universe. And so, but what we're, our, the miracle that is us is we have this consciousness, we have this imagination. The universe experiences itself through us, through our emotions, through our, you know, our biology and the whole thing. So, and we were given this brain that if given the correct information on a consistent, repeated basis is capable of learning just about anything, anything over time. And then you can be who, whoever. But if you're just waking up to that fact at age 40, now you got 40 years of wiring that says that's not possible. This is how it happens in our family. I've tried this and failed, right? We got to get through all of that. Yeah. But it's worth it when you make the vision non-negotiable. Like if you just want things a little better, that's not going to be enough to take you through this journey of intentional brain rewiring. It's got to become non-negotiable, like talking and walking and all those other things were that you were willing to take the bumps, you know, to take the journey. Because that's how you basically, not that you have to earn, but you can then be that person. If you were just plopped into this future you keep imagining with no idea how you got there, how are you going to maintain it? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you have a, an assessment that people can take on your website, and I took it, and mine was The Seeker. Mm -hmm. And when I was reading it, I was... I was offended <laughs> because it was too it was accurate, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I have 5 million books and I haven't finished all of them. You know, some of them I'm like three quarters in, there's just bookmarks throughout all of them and dog-eared pages and stuff. Yes. I'm constantly wanting more information, but I don't do anything with it. <laughs> right. That's the, then, and that's, Obviously, that's the problem. And right. as I when I talk about this, the reason and so the seeker is the number one type that people um, test for. This is our transformation personality type quiz, which we, we created to shine a light on autopilot behavior that might be slowing you down. And the seeker is is the type that just kind of loves the idea of personal development so much that they try a little bit of everything. And, and sometimes they might even complete a program, but after they complete it, do they continue to be that person or do they go on to the next thing? So from a biological standpoint, we have to think about if you've immersed yourself in a program or committed to something, a philosophy, an idea, and you, you put focus on it over a, any kind of amount of time, you're gonna, your brain's going to start to adjust and say, okay, well, this is, the, this is what's got priority right now and neuro, you know, neurotransmitters and all then the neural pathways, and they just start to form. And then if you get, then you reach that level of discomfort or something looks like a shinier object or whatever, oh, I'll go that way. Well, now all that wiring that was, you started over here. It's not just going to disappear. This new stuff's going to compare itself to that and then whatever you had before. And so you keep going around and you've got this chaotic network of wiring comparing itself to each other with nothing that says I got a result. Because yeah. nothing ever, you know, never nothing ever got finished. So the seeker just needs to I mean, I think information's good. And if you're especially if you're fascinated with the subject, but the fascination with the subject should not stop you from being the person you want to be. That's when we start looking too much to the programs and all of those, you know, the techniques yeah. instead of just, hey, wait, we just need to be this person. And those the techniques should help us do that easier. But we're not like dependent on a program where we shouldn't have to. This is a natural ability we were born with. So what inspires you? What gets what gets you going every day? It, it's again, it's creativity. It's like I am so into I, I'm into so many different things. I'm a musician, so I play, you know, a fair amount of music every day. I love uh, what's going on with artificial intelligence and synthetic media. And I'm a voiceover actor, so I can create these people and characters that don't exist and then put a voice to them and do yeah. you know, creative things. So, you know, that broadcaster in me loves this age. I can live stream. I can do all the stuff and yeah. then some that I couldn't do before. 
So yeah, it's just more, that's what gets me going. And I, and I enjoy this conversation around neuroplasticity because honestly, you know, I tell this, I, this is not a secret, but 20 years of teaching the law of attraction and dealing with everybody's frustration to now go to this very simple statement of you can change your brain. Then no one's debating it. There's nothing to argue. There's no metaphysics. You don't have to think about any of it. Yeah. It's just like, okay, so what, how can I intentionally change it? Well, this way, let's do it. It's just more satisfying. It's more energizing for me. People get results quicker and eventually they'll get the connection. Like why doing this makes the law of attraction effortless. Focus on the right thing. Focus on you. Who do you want to be? Use that brain of yours instead of like in our program, I, they, we have a daily practice that they visualize the day ahead in the morning. And then the day that they just had in the evening and kind of you know, reimagine any situations where they weren't being their, their ideal self. But I tell people, but that's just a guideline. That's like the minimum. If you're on the bus, if you're just idle, if you're bored, or if you're just stressing about something because it's habitual for you to do it, instead, use that time to do this visualizing about how freaking awesome you are. And, and think about the disempowering uh, situations and picture yourself being just kicking its ass, you know, just really, really being exactly who you want to be and rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it whenever you can. The more time you can replace the autopilot conversations you're having with way more empowering ones, whether that's you put, you know, you record yourself with affirmations, however you got to do it, you know, but like you're now you're going to give way more attention to these positive thoughts, your positive vision, who you want to be than the other stuff. And your brain's just going to say, okay, this is the priority. These neural pathways will get stronger. This will be my new autopilot, the positive, the empowering, the vision of the future, instead of all the stuff I was programmed to go to before. It's crazy the way that the brain works, that it's so moldable like that, because I think that most people do feel like this is just the way I think, and that's the way it is. That's, and that's the key. That's the biggest thing. If we can just shine a light on that, and it really isn't that hard because you just look out in the world and you can see very clearly that people have very different ideas of truth. And when you just paint that picture of zero to seven and how the brain works and you're saying yes to everything and you don't have the ability to evaluate or assess, it just makes sense that that would be your foundation for truth. But baby B down the street had a different environment, different set of rules, and now has a different experience of reality completely. It's a, it's, it's a, it's, there are some aspects of the truth that are shared. Obviously the sky's blue, the grass is green. This is how, you know, this is where things yeah. are, but in terms of what's possible for themselves, it could be a completely different experience of reality. Uh, side topic. Do you make music? Yes. So I started as a keyboard player. I always, the, one of my, one of the things I thought I was going to do when I grew up was score film. And so I very lush landscapey visual type of things is what I like to do for the most part. It's been a while since I spent a lot of time on the keyboard because the ukulele took over my life about 12 years ago. And that's what I spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours playing. Um, I really, it just woke up. I talk about creative self-expression and with, with keyboards and guitars and all the other things I played, I was so in my head about what people thought, you know, and that there was a certain standard, like you got to be this good before you share it with anybody. Yeah. In, in my own mind, I had my own belief about the ukulele that the public would just be more forgiving. Hey, it's the uke, you know? <laughs> so it allowed me to start sharing it, like doing YouTube videos and stuff like that, that make me cringe today, of course, because I'm 12 years later in the process and I practiced hours. So I'm, but back then I thought, hey, man, I'm killing. It. I got my own style here. This is happening. So anyway, that was a that was a major turning point. So, yes, music flowing, whether it's through the uke or through some keyboard pads, I, you know, I use it for I'll still create some things for meditations for our program and that kind of stuff. But, yeah. 
Yeah, that ukulele. That's so random. My grandpa played the ukulele and some for some reason, everybody got one for Christmas last year. But I love it. I, it's uh, such a happy sound. I gave I gave one to everybody. I gave one to everybody for Christmas when I first got into it, too. And uh, but see, what happened was is then at some point I said, well, now I don't want to just play like this. I really want to get good. I, I really want to be able to play whatever I want. I want to be able to play melodies and not have to just play chords and all that. So for the past few years, it's been that commitment of wiring that. And and that really, that's a whole other conversation, how I have wired myself as a musician on the ukulele because of the, converse, uh, the conversations that I've changed about what's possible and what's hard or what's out of my reach. And just like being the person for whom this is easy changed everything. And that that you can apply that to all the areas of your life. You just got to, you just got to be able to use your imagination enough to do it. And sometimes it takes support. Yeah, that is so true, too, because I know my son, he's very techie and he was one that was helping me learn how to edit my podcast. And then he was getting married and, you know, enjoying his life. And he's like, it's time for you to take it over. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, it's easy. It's easy. I'm like, of course you think it's easy. You do it all the time. Like, no, this is hard for me. And I didn't think I would learn it. And I've learned it. And it does feel good to say, you know what? It was an obstacle. And I conquered it. And, and it was a, it was pretty much a non-negotiable, like we talked about. Because if you're going to yes. do this podcast, it's got to be edited. He can't do it. So unless you hire somebody, you do this. And and you describe the journey. It was like, I don't want to do this. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> and then you make the mistakes. And then it's there. And now it's probably super easy or, or gets certainly easier every day. You have rewired yourself. Now you are a person for whom this is an, an easy task or at least easier. Yeah. Yeah, easier for sure. Um, so do you read any books now or do you have any favorite people you like to read? I have not honestly read too many books lately. I have been very focused on things on, on the neuroplasticity, but experimenting like I'm, I, I'm a breathwork instructor and I love mm -hmm. studying the impact of that. We have various hardware things over here that, you know, measure brain activity and, and all of this stuff because I'm obsessed with what is going to help people rewire their brains. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I'm studying. So it's more research things that I'm putting my mind on than, you know, somebody else's ideas on a subject. Yeah. Well, seeing it at work is probably very rewarding. So, um, oh shoot, I had one more thing. I don't know, my mind's going a million miles an hour, but you basically covered everything that I wanted to ask you about. I just am fascinated with uh, the way you go about talking about things and hopefully everybody got the message. Yeah, and I'll sum it up. Let me sum it up. Yeah. If you're a human being with a human brain, you can change your brain. There, there's, and, and so if there's any doubt, you can just let it, it's sometimes it's habitual for people just to doubt it right away. Oh, it's a personal development guy saying this. Oh, he was whatever it is, you know, but that this is non-debatable science. No one is debating it. You can prove it to yourself by taking on learning a new language or a new recipe or a new habit. Your brain can change. So all you have to do is imagine how you want it to change. And that just takes your imagination and to be eat, to be gentle on yourself as you begin to grow a new dream, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel impossible. It's going to feel like you're lying to yourself. And that's normal. In fact, you should embrace it because it means you're at the point of growth. And all you have to do is be consistent with new ideas that override those other ones. And if you need help, I'm here to support you. But every human is capable of doing this if they're willing to go through that initial discomfort. That's awesome. What a great way to end it. Okay. Tell people where to find you. So our program is called Evolve Your Excellence, and you can find us at EvolveYourExcellence.com. And when you go there, you, you can be, you'll be invited to take that quiz that Don mentioned 
Uh, it's a free quiz, takes about 60 seconds, tells you your type. And, and that is very valuable information because given even just what we've talked about today, this will help you to catch some of that autopilot wiring. And in that moment, see if you could replace it with something that's more empowering. Yeah, the quiz took literally like 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, it's not long. how does it know me? <laughs> Crazy. 20 years, that's why. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll put everything in the show notes too so everybody can find you. And thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to be on my show. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much. Totally my pleasure. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Yo. Yo.